alphabet. My name is Today's song, Spam. Hello, everybody. You are listening to the Pig Calling Podcast, or whatever it was that Michael was doing. Okay. Okay. So for the intro. I'm just going to mute the three of us, <laughs> and it's only going to be Michael. Perfect. <laughs> no, you are listening to the Weird Alphabet Podcast, the only podcast in the world that talks about every Weird Al Podcast. Every Weird Al Podcast. Yeah. You know, at this point, that's what we've been doing. <laughs> the only podcast that talks about every Weird Al song in alphabetical order. And we are not alone this week. We are joined by Greg Simpson of This Might Be a Podcast. Welcome, Greg, to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me, fellas. Absolutely. So I know you've got a uh, They Might Be Giants podcast and the Venn diagram of Weird Al fandom and They Might Be Giants fandom. I mean, it's... It's, it's almost separate. It... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's very polar opposite. You, you yeah. can't be a fan of one without at least enjoying the other one. But thank you so much for being on the show yeah thanks for having me i've uh had an affinity of accordions ever since i found out about how my my grandpa who died when i was pretty young played the accordion but ever since i've latched on to musicians who play the accordion and weird al actually came before they might be giants in my young music fandom life <laughs> so is is that how you uh, originally got into weird al do you remember your first weird al song um i was so young i honestly and i'm so so old now i honestly have no idea who or what got me into weird al i i have a feeling it might have been eat it on the radio but i mean i was like in third grade. I mean, we're talking late 80s. Pretty much, I've been a Weird Al fan as long as I can remember. I honestly can't remember when it started. It just always has been. Yeah, because honestly, this is one of the songs that was like, this might have been the first Weird Al song that I ever heard. I don't oh, remember. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like always been like so ubiquitous. It's like this and I love Rocky Road. And Well, this is the one song that I listen to that whenever I hear this song, I'm like, oh, this is spam. And it's like, no, this is stand by, like, you're, you're an idiot. And it's like, no, no, this is spam. Like, what is this other song? What is this other version? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Do you have, Greg, a favorite Weird Al song? Uh, I think it's You Don't Love Me Anymore. Ooh. That's a good I know. choice. An original, well, which which yeah. I have actually performed on a 12-string acoustic guitar in front of uns Whoa, unsuspecting awesome. bar patrons who did not... <laughs> did not <laughs> Uh, uh, like in a set full of just, you know, n nothing else particularly like silly. I just kind of dropped it in there with no introduction, <laughs> just started playing. <laughs> That's the best and time to do it. Was everybody yeah. like, Does he, is he being serious? I don't know. <laughs> what am I supposed to feel about this right now? <laughs> and then I stabbed Robert Goulet in the eye with a cello bow and it was all good, you know, so. <laughs> well, that's how you. That's how you have to. You have to keep it in tune that way, you know. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, tell us a little bit about your podcast and what you do on a, this. Might be a podcast. This might be a podcast is also a song by song podcast, and it is about they might be giants, as you said. I do not go in alphabetical order. It's it's a little bit uh, determined by my guests. So I've got a gigantic spreadsheet. They might be giants have somewhere around. 700, 750 songs. Oh, man. Yeah. What? <laughs> I was on yes. of this. Wait, how long have you been doing this podcast for? Just since Thanksgiving, I just released episode 31. So I've been doing okay. 
More more than one a week sometimes. You got like 50 years of podcast. You're like two-thirds of the way. Yes. Wow, we chose the wrong artist, man. They released released three albums just last year. So uh, I have a feeling I may die before I complete this project, but uh, (laughs) we'll see. They released a song every Wednesday in 2018. And if, oh, if, wow. if they're releasing a song every week and I'm releasing only one episode every week, there's no way I can catch up. So I figured I better start <laughs> releasing oh, two okay, a week. One but. for one. <laughs> yeah. You know, when this podcast ends, we might just jump on your bandwagon. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've been doing this for over three years yeah. now. And we probably have a good at least a year, maybe two years like worth a year and a half of songs, you know, still to go unless we decide to do more Weird Al things after that 750 songs you got a big chunk of it down mm-hmm. yeah so i've got this huge spreadsheet and at first i was just reaching out to people who i knew in real life that were were fans and letting them claim a couple of songs and you know we do episodes and then i don't know it's just like really quickly caught on it's a band that, that kind of like weird al breeds obsessive fans like you yeah know, like weird mm-hmm. al fans very very similar like that you know like you just want to talk about the band constantly and so people started coming to me. I started getting some uh, higher profile guests, getting to talk to some of my other favorite musicians about my favorite band. Also, like a lot of punk artists and indie artists happen to be really into They Might Be Giants. I've had Hutch Harris from The Thermals. I've had Adam Gorn from Adam and His Package. I've had Franz Nikolai from The Hold Steady. Bob Nana from Braid and Hey Mercedes is going to be on next week. And I've also had two guys from the band on. I've had Marty, the drummer, on. And I've had Danny Weinkoff, the bassist, on twice. Mm-hmm. So That's awesome. I yeah, feel like amazing. it's yeah. making it pretty legitimate. And it, you know, I've only been going about seven months. They Might Be Giants is one of those bands that they have those earworms man it's like it's like you just naturally want to listen to more of them and the fact Mm -hmm. that they have such a massive library of music it's not even daunting at that point like i think of 700 songs and i'm like oh yeah that's good like you know put on a a playlist (laughs) we'll just drive in the car listen to it like that just seems like it's just the the natural course of things Mm -hmm. even one of our um like first very vocal fans uh bradley mellenbacher who's like one of the singers and, and uh, you know musicians of Draco and the Malfoys, he's a massive fan of, of They Might Be Giants, and we had a pretty decent conversation about that. One song that, for me, just with They Might Be Giants, that like, I had no idea, and kind of how I got introduced to it was via uh, homestarrunner.com. Yeah, because Experimental they did the music film. video. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's for this experimental film Which nobody knows about they found really good ways of uh, connecting with new generations of fans, just like Weird Al has. Like, you know, I heard about them uh, from a friend, but uh, the first time I ever heard them was on Tiny Tunes. Particle Man, Particle Man, doing the things a particle can. What's he like? It's not important. Particle Man, is he a dot or is he a speck? So, like, for my generation, it's Tiny Tunes, and for, you know, the next generation, it's Homestar Runner. And Homestar Runner was college for me, so I was definitely uh, watching Homestar Runner too. But they keep connecting, and then they have, you know, they put out these five kids' albums. They've won a Grammy for one of them, you know. Uh, they got a song in the SpongeBob musical. Like, they they keep grabbing, like, the next generation of fans so they can continue to put out, you know, several hundred more songs, and people are going to keep listening to them. If you ever get, manage to get the Brothers Chap on your podcast talking about their work with They Might Be Giants, just 
Just let me know. I love Homestar Runner. (laughs) (laughs) Each notable guest I get seems to snowball into another one. They'll be like, oh, well, do you know my friend so-and-so? And And it's like someone else that I'm idolized or whatever. (laughs) Be like, yeah, you put me in touch? Sure. You know, so I've been just kind of going for it. And it's crazy how Twitter works, too. How a couple of the guests I've gotten where I'm just like, hey, at whoever are you the MIP Giants fan? Like, yeah, sure. And then all of a sudden, like, they're on the podcast. It's crazy. It's crazy how that works. Yeah. Nice. That's so awesome. I know. It took us three years before we got somebody from Al's band on the podcast. And it it took you how many episodes? Uh, I think it was three months before I had the drummer on. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. What actually inspired you to start the podcast and how did that all all begin um i've actually been doing uh various podcasts since i believe 2012 i've also been podcasting about midwestern music for a while my current midwestern podcast is called best midwestern and that's been going for about four years Mm. we're currently in the middle of a state-by-state project and we're talking about the music of minnesota where spam is from on friday hey and i'll i'll be sure to mention that and promote this episode (laughs) because i mean it just it just makes sense uh and have you gone over the greatest (laughs) ball uh or the The biggest ball ball of twine twine. i'm sure we'll talk about a lot of stupid stuff it's the midwest (laughs) so we always talk about the tourist traps that's uh you know (laughs) my my co-host is in cleveland yeah we we both grew up in the chicago area but i mean weird al was definitely my favorite musician in uh in elementary school and has you know remained one of them but they might be giants you know took over the crown as my favorite band when i was maybe 15 or 16 so, I mean, I've been podcasting for a while, and when I started Best Midwestern, I remember my podcasts are all through punknews.org, who I've written reviews and, and done interviews and stuff for for a long time, uh, since college as well, 2002, I believe. Uh, and when we started Best Midwestern, I was talking to the like the, the managing editor, and he's like, I don't know, do you think that's too specific? And I'm like, I don't know, it's 11 states, that's a lot of people <laughs> and a lot of music. And now, the way podcasts are, it's like the more niche, the better. So, oh, yeah. you know, it's like you focus in on this one thing and even like like we're both doing one song per episode and you're like, well, what are you going to talk about? And well, sh- I mean, it, it just it just goes, you know, it's like you get yeah. you get some fans together in a room, you know, and it's it's easy. I mean, if movies by minute can be a podcast <laughs> format, there's no reason why one song at a time can't be a podcast <laughs> mm-hmm. format. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about the first keyboard note on spam how about that (laughs) (laughs) so fun i was just listening to your dr worm episode yesterday listening to how much you could talk about that song and go into every single different (laughs) cover that's out there yeah Uh, and and my wife was on that episode and we our band covered that i I promoted my own band on that podcast of course (laughs) Uh, the real reason to start the podcast (laughs) to to promote your band yeah exactly Well, today we are talking about the song Spam, which is off of the notes that Dan is so kindly showing me right now, which is a parody of Stand by R.E.M. off of the 1989 album UHF. For some reason, I always thought of Spam as being on like the first or second album because it's a parody of R.E.M. It gives R.E.M. that crown that what what other artist has, that it has a straight parody, there's a style parody, and it's they've got a song in a polka, which there's like one other artist, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Somebody on Facebook broke that down, and it was fascinating to me. <laughs> but we always like to ask, mm-hmm. Dan, what did you hear first? Stand or spam? I heard stand first. Andrew, what did you hear first? Stand or spam? Spam. 
Michael, stand or spam? I had the food album and spam. And uh, what did you hear first, Greg, stand or spam? Uh, I'm pretty sure it was spam just from watching UHF <laughs> constantly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised, Dan, that stand was mm-hmm. the first one for you. But then again, you're the person who knows music. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a very wide range. <laughs> As opposed to you kids. Yeah, us kids who only listen to Weird Al music. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the writing of this song, Dan? Stan was released as a single in January of 1989 and was part of the R.E.M. album Green. The song peaked at number six on the Billboard Hot 100. The song was used in the sitcom Get a Life, which was in 1990 to 1992. The song was meant to be a self-aware, tongue-in-cheek, 60s-esque bubblegum pop ditty meant to resemble the music of the Banana Splits, the Archies, and the Monkees. Singer Michael Stepp had this to say about the song. They threw these super bubblegummy songs at me, and I said, I'll raise you and see you one. And I wrote the most insane lyrics that I could possibly write. (laughs) Now, it was a very intentional thing to do that. Uh, Guitarist Peter Buck described Stand is, without a doubt, the stupidest song we've ever written. That's (laughs) That's not necessarily a bad thing, though. So this is Weird Al doing a parody of somebody else's style parody. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's why I thought this was from an earlier album, because it totally does sound like the 60s, you know, monkeys stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's yeah. like you guys just talked about Smells Like Nirvana. and Yeah. And that's Weird Al doing Nirvana and Kurt Cobain saying he was doing the Pixies. So you could say yeah. it's a similar Which, kind of thing. You know, just continues to prove there's no new ideas. Everybody's just riffing on somebody else's thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'd Weird prefer Al just yeah. copying Mozart. The sincerest yeah. form of flattery is... Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, yeah. <laughs> Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And that's why the best... And that's why the best musicians are the ones who fully admit who they're stealing from. Mm-hmm. Sure. Wasn't it uh, Steve Jobs who said that real artists steal? I mean, Picasso had a saying. He said, good artists copy, great artists steal. Or How did that quote go? Everyone steals. Everyone steals? Cool. Okay. That's a quote. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone steals. Steve Jobs. Remember... <laughs> It's not stealing if you call it reference. <laughs> I'm referencing this. <laughs> Hand over your money. I'm referencing it. <laughs> Just referencing how rich you are. Uh, uh, what about the writing of the song Spam? Do you ah. have history on that? So with that, Yankovic noted that it was fun to pick apart the song and figured out some of those subliminal parts. Parts that would fade in and out, some bell sounds, things you don't normally hear on the first listen. So it seems like this song has a lot of an X factor to it, where you, the more you hear it, the more that you will start to notice. And there's there's a lot of different things in the song that, like, uh, the, the layers that are in, especially in the first part. The amount of layers uh, that they put into the song is just incredible. Uh, This does remind me a lot of my Bologna, 
And it yep. seems to be <laughs> Michael it's is shaking his head. What, that's not how you say it, Dan. Then why would they put a G in it? <laughs> that's not how you say it, Dan. <laughs> so it it seemed to follow a, a lot of that one note joke in a way, but okay. With my Bologna, I don't that, understand what you just said. With <laughs> with my Bologna, <laughs> yeah, there you go. The joke there is just the the absurdity of someone loving Bologna so much. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but with spam, it's not just educating people about spam. Mm-hmm. It's a making fun of the fact that R.E.M. did this whole stupid bit in their song <laughs> where it's like, like your feet are on the ground and your head's there to help you move around. And you're just sitting there going like, well, yeah, that's just how things work. Yeah. And then they tell you just, to, okay, now face north. <laughs> All right, now face west. All right, now face south. Your feet are going to be on the ground. Your head is there to move you around. So stand in the place where you live. Now face north. Think about Say, face east. Like, what yes. is this song? That is it's like exactly. the cha-cha slide. Okay, everybody, now face north. cha-cha slide. This song just divulges into this urge of like, this is how you work spam. <laughs> like, it feels like you're being brainwashed the whole time. It you're really like, does. You must love spam. Spam is delicious. But he uh, he also questions it, though. He said, I wonder if it's mystery meat. He brings up some of the uh, allure, the weird allure of the spam, but not always in a positive light, I would say. But he said, use it for spackle. I, I think he's, like, he's trying to point out negative things, but it's still such a happy tone that it's like, this isn't actually a bad thing. Maybe I'm addicted. Maybe I'm a junkie now, but that's yeah. okay. I'm still happy. Let's keep eating spam. Yeah. First it was spuds, Boy. and now it's spam. <laughs> I kept trying to think of a parallel that I could uh, come up with with spam because uh, for us we don't normally eat spam but there's definitely garbage food out there that we should not be eating that we absolutely love and hot the one pockets. okay yes. we're not David you specifically <laughs> stating but have I talked about my hot pocket Instagram on here I'm pretty sure yes, you have it. mentioned it yeah I probably threw it in the pre-recording but <laughs> the one place I could think of was Taco Bell Oh, yes. Taco Bell is America's spam. I love Taco Bell and I hate Taco Bell. (laughs) Hashtag not a sponsor. (laughs) Yeah. Taco Bell, if you're listening, uh, we will gladly sponsor you. I'd be so happy. Gladly tacos for life. Honestly, yes. I eat there way too much. You know, speaking of spam, my wife grew up in the Philippines and they had spam all the time. They figured out how to put spam in Mm -hmm. every meal that she had over there. Spam sushi is actually really good. Oh, I haven't had spam sushi. Mm -hmm. See, it's funny because as a kid listening to this, I always thought it was kind of being ironic about how great spam is because I never see anybody eating spam. Like I had seen a can of spam once, but I didn't think it was a real thing that people were serious about. Like I always thought it was kind of a joke food as it was. Was it ever actually like super popular in the U.S.? Yeah, I don't know. around World War II. <laughs> yeah, because it fed the I'm, troops. Yeah, baby, yep. yeah. patriotic. If you go to the store today, you will see that there are multiple flavors of spam. It is unhuman. It is. Yeah. It, why? Why would you want jalapeno barbecue sauce spam? 
That sounds I've, delicious. <laughs> there was only one time I ate spam and I was genuinely like, this is amazing and delicious. And that was in high school. We had an outdoor survival class in high school because this is Alaska. And we had a Dutch oven cooking competition for one of the like final projects of the semester. And somebody with his little Dutch oven out in the uh, backfield of the high school yeah, <laughs> was cooking marmalade caramelized on spam. And it was the most delicious thing I've ever tasted in my entire life. Although, it was amazing. There is another time that we have wow. had spam. When we did the live show for Damsels and Dishes... We had actually cooked oh, a spam yeah. dish for that show. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damsels and dishes. See, we made yeah. spam. So you're saying, you're saying that that was the last time you guys had spam? Yeah. Yeah? Do yeah. you have spam in the bathroom You guys us? are wrong. I knew you were going to bring spam. spam. <laughs> oh, no. my gosh. Are you going to share some with our guests? Yeah. Did you ship some to Greg? <laughs> well, Greg, check your mail. <laughs> Should have no, shipped it I just want to let me. people yeah. know. Michael just pulled out an unopened can of spam. Are you planning to just like serve that to us raw, yes. just straight out of the can? Yep. Yep. No, don't eat it raw. That's disgusting. Why did you do I mean, that? It's pre-cooked, I think. It's pre-cooked. <laughs> Ugh. No, it's like it's, it's like disgusting. eating a hot dog. Yeah. Right? No, no. We were just we talking about how delicious right spam was. <laughs> yeah. We got to open it up. As Ale ponders, is ponders in the song. Break the monotony. Think about how it's been pre-cooked. Wonder if I'll just. Oh, eat it. that's oh, true. Sure. See, and so Andrew, not what, paying attention to my own. So, what music. does it say on the can, Andrew? It says, "Break the monotony." <laughs> <laughs> For fun ideas, visit spam.com. Oh, perfect. Oh, spam.com. I was already Ladies looking all around. We'd like there. to take this opportunity to tell you about our sponsor, spam.com. Spam.com. <laughs> not spam. Spam.com. <laughs> For serving suggestions, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. I'm. Uh, they have spam. all their varieties well, on spam.com. <laughs> and you can review, and they're all very highly rated on Spam.com. All Wait, varieties. are you actually on Spam.com right now? Can you tell us some of those reviews? I am. <laughs> okay, please do. Oh, yeah, let's see. Let's see. Okay. what? Oh, okay. Teriyaki Spam. Let's see. Ooh, oh. Can people write reviews or you just leave a star rating? Oh, yeah. Okay. People wrote reviews. All right. 4.7 out of yes. 5. We've got uh, It's Best Fried. I like that you can eat it plain over rice, pan fry, and mac and cheese. I like to have my eggs in a sweet Hawaiian bun. <laughs> like with Amazon, they're trying to crack down on like fake reviews and whatnot. I uh-huh. feel like there's there's got to be reviews on there that are just the lyrics from spam, copy and pasted. There in. might be that, but I, I feel like the employees you know what there to do, are internet. the people that are yeah. Uh, if you're listening to us right now, <laughs> go to spam dot com. Copy and paste the well, lyrics. Well, yeah, this, to this one, song. This one says spam breakfast, dinner, and lunch. Parentheses, it's the best. No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Are, these are just commercial pitches. <laughs> Andrew, go get the spoon. Okay. Yeah, did oh, I hear you? Are seriously going to eat spam yeah. right now? No, no. no. Why not? not? We yeah. ate lasagna. We We're going to do it again. Oh, I have fancy crackers. Do we want to eat spam? <gasps> with yes. Them? Yeah. Break oh out the fancy gosh. crackers. So while the spam is being prepared, <laughs> I'm going to go through a brief history of spam. So spam was actually introduced by the company Hormel on July 5th, 1937, as a way to increase the sale of pork shoulder, which was a very unpopular cut. Most people believe that the name is a portmanteau of spiced ham, but Hormel has never confirmed that and has stated that the name is known only by a small circle of former Hormel Foods executives. (laughs) 
The product was known for its... <laughs> it went yeah. to their graves the pro- with them. In case nobody heard that, uh, Andrew from the other room, uh, cutting up spam, just shouts out, why? Why would only so few people know that? I don't know. It's kind of like how very few people know the actual ingredients of Coca-Cola. Yeah. And they kind of keep that secret. Or the KFC recipe. That was actually revealed a few years oh. ago. But yeah, that was meant to be kept secret as well. The product was known for its long shelf life. And with that, it became a necessary food for the U.S. soldiers fighting in World War II because it was easy to package and ship. Oftentimes, the meat was referred to as ham that didn't pass its physical, <laughs> meatloaf without basic training, and special army meat. Over 150 million pounds of spams were purchased by the military before the war's end. That's insane. So yeah, that's a, a brief history of spam, and it's still going on to this day. And uh, you're on spam.com right now. Can you tell us how many flavors there are? I didn't realize that there were more than maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like there's 15 different flavors. 15? Wow. Or 16 different flavors, but then there's also spam singles, spam single light, Ooh. spam spread. Spam spread? Ah. Oh. Oh. What is wrong with yeah. these people? Oh, hey, on the Wikipedia page for spam, the Philippines actually has their own uh, section on the, the Wikipedia page. Oh, oh, wow. See, that's where my wife grew up. That she she mm-hmm. was saying that was Spam City over there. So, I wonder what yeah. that is. I don't know. Because Wait, it was spam a former celebrations? Because it was a former US territory, Spam reached the island similar to how it reached Hawaii and Guam as a result of World War II rationing. Oh. Interesting. And then it just like for whatever reason caught on there and everybody yeah. ate Spam. Hold the phone. Holding it. <laughs> there is a Spam museum in Austin, Minnesota. It's all about the history of spam. All right, Greg, you know what to do. <laughs> and Spamarama. Spamarama is a yearly festival held around April first in Austin, Texas. Oh. oh, wonderful! Thank you, Andrew, for handing me the cracker. Actually, and, it's and spam. not too bad. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm, it's, fine. It's, I'll have a cracker with spam on it. It's like you it's just like weirdos. ham, but like a bit softer. You gross yeah. weirdos! Why are we doing this? <laughs> It's an American staple. This is way worse than the Twinkie Wiener sandwich. No. No, it's no. not. No, it's not. You liar. Eat it. Say that Eat again. Eat it. No. Worse than the Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Wow. Maybe the crackers were a bad idea for the mics. <laughs> no, I like the crackers. The it's crackers so add salty. texture. No, no, no. The, <laughs> oh, the sound. <laughs> Welcome to the spam ASMR cast. ASMR. Thank you, Andrew. What did you do yesterday, Greg? Well, I listened to people in California eat spam in my ear. (laughs) But I found out that it's free admission to the Spam Museum, so let's go. Let's meet there, guys. What do you say? (laughs) We'll do it. When I was a kid, I had a really cheap MP3 player, like right in middle school, right when uh, iPods were coming out. I had like a cheap knockoff MP3 player that could hold like 200 songs. But I had a, like a dozen or so Weird Al songs on there. I didn't have any complete albums, but it was like Spam and Rocky Road and Yoda and like a couple of other things on there. I had this memory of like waking up one morning with that just on repeat all day long for mm. some reason. You know when you just are dumb in middle school and you listen to a song on repeat? I think that's what I did with yeah, Spam. Yeah, in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> Dan? Got any deeper meanings about the song Spam? I'm going to go back and go into my whole like theory of terrible things <laughs> that we somehow endure, we keep going back to. Something in Spam is addictive. 
and I'm not really sure what it is. And it's salt. very similar to like Taco Bell. Yeah, there's salt yeah, in there. Yeah, the it's, salt. It's, it's fat salt. Yeah. salt. <laughs> Definitely fat salt. I feel like this just somehow just we're we're self harming. <laughs> we're <laughs> you we're guys just got your somehow. months RDA of uh, sodium just now. <laughs> Just now, <laughs> yeah. But You're as covered. much <laughs> as much as we think back, and we're thinking like, "Oh man, that was a bad experience." Somehow we keep going back. We keep going back to Taco Bell. <laughs> Just like uh, music keeps going back to dumb songs like "Stand." Yeah, exactly. So even though the song may be dumb, even though the song might be bad, we keep going back to it because we love it. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys happened to have uh, come across the music video that this family made for Spam? No. Okay, well, you'll want to have seen the stand music video first, but this family, two brothers and two sisters, the mom and dad are in there a little bit too, do this whole little dance routine that's like based off the stand. It's oh, it's see. adorable, frankly. I, I, I laughed. It was funny. The <laughs> YouTube channel is um, Bajinkinate. I don't know, something like that. B-A-J-I-N-K-N-A-T-E. <laughs> Our family's rendition of the Weird L parody of R.E.M. Stand. Well, uh, we talked about the deeper meaning. That means it's time for Andrew to hit us with his fun fact of the day. You could say it's spamming us with his fun facts. Spamming us. <laughs> How did we not talk about spam meaning email? See, because I want to know. That's going to get covered with. Oh, yeah. Don't stop, stop forwarding, forwarding that, that song. To me. Whatever. Yeah. That, yeah. Before I start the fun fact, I would just like to make the statement, and maybe I'm like skewed in this thought process. I feel like. Different things that end up in like MREs for the military get different raps, strangely, like afterwards, whenever they come out. So, like, spam kind of got a bad rap from the military, and like everybody just like subconsciously avoids spam now. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, pate. Did pate start as an MRE like only thing, or was like that always like a big thing that people ate? Because now that stuff's expensive. Yeah. Well, it's like lobster as well. Yeah, lobster yeah, used to true. be cheap food. It used to be really cheap. In fact, it was used to typically like feed servants to the point where they were making clauses with servant contracts to say you are only allowed to serve them uh, lobster three times a week because they were fed lobster so often. But uh, when people started uh, visiting uh, Maine, it was mostly a lot of um, wealthier folks. So uh, they had to market it somehow, and they started telling them that lobster was a delicacy. And that's when the uh, price started to increase, and now it's looked upon as a fancier dish. Hmm. Let's do the same for Spam. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back Spam. spam. Mm -hmm. Hashtag bring back spam. So was that your fun fact? <laughs> that was not the fun fact. What did I say the fun fact was going to be about? Greg, do you want to... What am I do doing? You wanna... <laughs> so I have a... Infinite well of knowledge. Infinite well of knowledge, TM. Uh, <laughs> give me any topic that you would like to know more about, and I will butcher it with facts <laughs> that you can't find on the internet for sure. <laughs> Who invented the tin can? Oh. Mm. I'm excited to learn about this. Well, tin, as we all know, is metal. And we really needed solutions for how to properly store things. Again, pretty obvious. Before, people just carried everything in their hands. Water, <laughs> juice, spam, everything. <laughs> right? So they really needed a solution. But thankfully, Albert Gonzalez 
can came about. <laughs> and he was a very, like, up-and-coming, like, well-to-do kind of guy. Everybody was like, oh, like, you know, who could fix my, fix my fence? Albert can. Like, and it, it was a running joke. Um, oh, because Albert can. Yeah, uh, see? Albert can can. <laughs> DM. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, this led to a situation where he was cleaning out his fifth septic tank for the month because he just kept on getting dragged into these odd jobs. Uh, and he got stuck inside of one of the septic tanks and it started to fill up. Unfortunately, just as it got up to his uh, neck, he actually shouted out to somebody, I just realized that these are made out of metal and you could totally use tin to store things similar to the shape of this cylindrical. And they think. That he was trying to say that we could make tin cans, um, but they decided to name these tin-shaped cylinders cans in in honor of uh, Albert Can. Oh. All right, Albert oh, wow. Gonzalez Can. So thank you, Albert, for your sacrifice in this groundbreaking technology. For a while, they didn't really catch on. They just thought it was something you could like poop into because he he thought <laughs> the, they thought that he was being really specific about the septic tank thing, but it, they they oh. just realized they could put anything in it. Oh, okay. Mm. And that's All where right. spam and that's where spam comes from. And that's where spam oh, yeah. comes from. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah. Don't say that. We've been eating spam this entire time. <laughs> All right. Well, Michael, do you got an owl cameo for us? An owl appearance? Yeah, I have one here. There's this article on two guys one review.com that is called Weight Watchers Removes Weird Owl Statue After Controversy. <laughs> So then it shows, like, a photo of Weird Al standing next to, like... He's standing next to a statue, and uh, ultimately the the entire article is just one big joke article. But the one the reason why I'm bringing it up is at the very end, it says, CORRECTION, in all caps. It was first reported that Channel 62's George Newman had first reported the story. This error has been corrected, and we apologize in advance for those who need an apology. Mm. Which, of course, is just a little nod to UHF. Nice. Food... You know, it's it's a it's a cameo. Yeah, and this song came out in the UHF soundtrack. So exactly, see, Mm -hmm. all (laughs) ties together. Mm -hmm. It's like you planned this. It's like I absolutely (laughs) planned this. (laughs) Well, I'm gonna go ahead and rank this song. It's a lot of fun to listen to. It's still pretty middle of the pack for me as far as Weird Al songs go. I'm gonna put this at number. 56 number 56 this is just above buckingham blues just below let me be your hog mm-hmm. oh how no. how baby, appropriate baby, baby, where baby. I, I do have a question about your ranking where do you put frank's 2000 inch tv uh, in the back of your car i don't know is it not on here why do you ask did i do something wrong because that was the rem style parody. oh Oh, I have that pretty low. I don't remember raking it this low, but it's currently sitting at 93 on here. Oh, wow. Huh. Okay. Well, who can account for my own taste? You can. <laughs> <laughs> Literally you. But how do you guys feel about this song? Michael, what do you prefer? Spam or stand? I'm pretty sure there's only one song and it's spam. <laughs> I, I'm convinced that stand doesn't exist. <laughs> Andrew, what do you prefer? Spam or Stand. I mean, last time I tried to eat a stand, I ended up in the hospital, so. <laughs> and enough. so far, we haven't had to call the ambulance. 
Yes. I'm probably going to have another piece, actually. <laughs> uh, Greg, what do you prefer, Spam or Stand? I've become a pretty big REM fan in later years, but I think Stand is not one of their <laughs> hits. It's catchy, but, I mean, by their own admission, it's just kind of silly. So I yeah. think uh, if you're going to go silly, you got to go with Ale, so let's go Spam. All right, and Dan, Spam or Stand? I'm going to go with Spam. Yeah, after listening to spam, I can't hear stand without <laughs> hearing spam, and it just won't leave my mind. So I see that's what I'm telling you. It's only one song. Yeah, it's yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it looks like we got a clean sweep for spam today. Wait, you didn't say yours. Oh, I'm saying spam as well. All right, I still there we go. Have us listen to stand. Yeah. Are you okay. kidding me? When have I ever chosen the original over the Weird Al song? <laughs> uh, you never have. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sure I have. Mm-hmm. Definitely, probably the Hamilton Pulp. I think Breaky so. Song. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I need to re-listen to our first episode because I might have, based on how awful Eggy Breaky Song is. Oh, man. Uh, well, thank you, Greg, so much for being on the show today. We had a lot of fun. If people like you and want to find more of you, where's the best place they can do that? Twitter is not a bad place. It's at This Might Be a Pod. Uh, I also just bought the domain for thismightbeapodcast.com, so hopefully that'll be Yay. something soon. All right. Awesome, awesome. And, of course, you can find more about this podcast by going to pipedreampodcasts.com with our whole list of your typical podcast shenanigans. You've listened to a podcast. You know what podcasts have. iTunes reviews, email addresses, alicecarrierpigeons at gmail.com, Patreon page, all that jazz. And... Stay tuned next week when our song shall be Spatula Store City. Spatula City. Spatula City. Spatula Store City. Honey, where's the spatula? (laughs) Are we we really going to do an episode about uh, that? Spatula City. This is going to be almost as much fun as Gandhi 2. It's going to be more fun.